Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I lost my phone as I said good morning. <laughs> oh, sometimes you guys have to see what I look like in my office with all these uh, with all these electronic stuff. But you know what? Everything is learnable if we have the intention to say, I got this, right? And hang, hanging out with the right people. Good morning, everyone. My name is Maria Mariano, 38 years in multi-level marketing. And I am blown away once again with the results of August. Amen. I really hope some of you are, are in a multi-level marketing business. It is so explosive right now. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to be starting as an entrepreneur or maybe just growing more and more intentionally as an entrepreneur and bringing all that beautiful energy to your family, friends, and colleagues, you know, that I call it that contagious energy. And this is what we do every morning, Mondays and Tuesday with Jean-Philippe and Sabrina. Uh, they're talking right now about tribal leadership. It's amazing if you want to sharpen your skills as a leader. On Wednesdays, we talk about how to jump into action by replacing our old habits with good new habits. And one of the things we all learn together is that we can't eliminate a habit. It has to be replaced. So like in smoking, make sure you don't replace it with eating if you quit smoking. <laughs> That's the key. That's the key. Okay. Today, today, it, it, it's going to be Once again, habit number three, I was talking to Marie-Pierre yesterday and I said, you know, Marie-Pierre, I'm 38 years in multi-level marketing, right? And, and I've been married for 34 years and, you know, the children. And you say, how did you manage to put all these things together for the last 30 years? Honestly, it's, it's all about quadrant two important and not urgent. This is where success lies. So if you're leaning in, I just want to let you know, we're going to be stuck on this subject for six more podcasts. So if you still don't get it, it's okay. By the time we're done with you, you're going to get it. Because once we, we really understand habit one, two, and three, which are the internal, the secret victories, things that happen within me, then we'll be able to um, attack habits four, five, and six, which are the public victories. This is what I keep telling my kids. You can't be successful publicly and be a mess secretly, okay? Number one, you got to make sure that you're doing your wins within you, the, that part that nobody sees, nobody sees. So dive in with me this morning. We're in habit number three, putting first things first. And today we're going to learn how to say no and Oh, no. Okay. Not no, no, I'm not doing that like our kids do it, but no in a way where the other person feels inspired. The other person feels phenomenal. The other person feels empowered. So by diving in, once again, I need to remind everyone what, what quadrant one is in the seven habits of highly effective people and habit number three, putting first things first, 
Remember yesterday we covered habit num uh, quadrant one means important. It's urgent. It's necessary. This is crisis management. It's emergency meetings. Uh, it's about clean, keeping your house clean. It's about, you know, if you're a student, if Anna's with us, doing your homework. Like this is all important. It's necessary. It's urgent, right? Everybody agrees doing the groceries. This is all important, necessary, and urgent. But remember, the result here, if you're always in quadrant one, it's stress, it's always crisis management, and this brings you to be consumed and to burn out. Where we want to be, 80% of our time is in quadrant two. What quadrant two is, it's important, effectiveness, and not urgent. Exactly, not urgent. But most of us, we keep spending time in that urgent quadrant. So we're always like putting out fires, like, <gasps> and we're always running out of breath, right? So this is where we're mostly proactive. This is where I, we achieve important goals. This is where we build an incredible relationship with ourselves, with our husbands, our spouses, with our children, with our family, with our work, etc. This, this, the result of quadrant two is Oh my God, balance. It's you're calm, you're happy, you're rested. You're the kind of person we want to be around. You're not a hot mess. Does that make sense, guys? Okay. Then you have quadrant three. Quadrant 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 three is not important, but it's urgent. They're the distraction, that phone call that needs to be answered right away, the needless interruption, because we're leaving our office door open. Your mother-in-law that calls you for a favor, you know, and she calls you three times a day at least, you know, all that. The result is there's no focus. There's absolutely no focus. And you say to yourself, what does it give me to fix myself goals and to have plans? They're worthless. I never get to them anyways. And then let's not talk about quadrant four. This is the total waste of life. Total waste of life. Not important, not urgent. Excessive relaxation, gaming, Sometimes I try to think of the parents where one of the two, or maybe the two are gaming all the time. Can you imagine the impact it's going to have on their children? <laughs> Lord, okay. So these are the time wasters. This, people are gossiping here, like truly useless activities that bring us nowhere. Now, I would put in quadrant two a family vacation, okay? Because it's intentional where I can truly listen to my children in a vacation mode where you're being served breakfast, lunch, and supper all the time. And you're having this breakfast, lunch, and supper as a family. But I would not put watching endless amount of TV in quadrant two. And this is what we're going to be working on in the next six weeks. So what happens in quadrant four when you're spending a lot of time in quadrant four is you're totally irresponsible. Now, I'm sure there's no ambiguity at telling you you're totally irresponsible. Isn't that good? Laura, don't you love it? You are irresponsible. These are the people that got fired from jobs. You know, they're probably to their seventh job. <laughs> they keep getting fired. It's always the boss's fault. By the way, it's always the boss's fault. Yeah, by the way, hit those hearts, okay, on Podbeam. So it gives us brownie points. Did you see how I get it distracted? That's my dopamine fix. Oh, I love those hearts. Okay. Uh, results here also is you're always flat broke. <laughs> know any of people you can put in that quadrant, by the way? I'm sure you can come up with at least five names, right? Okay. Now, the only way to get more time in quadrant two, now remember, quadrant two 
This is where you want to spend 80% of your time. The more, how do you spend more time in quadrant two, where true success lies? In the beginning, in the beginning, is from taking time out of quadrant three and quadrant four. Not quadrant one, because cleaning the house is going to be important. You still have to do it until we're going to learn as we progress to higher health. But we're not there yet. For the moment, it's by taking time out of quadrant three and four. You can't ignore important and urgent, but with time, it will shrink in size. Okay? You have to be proactive to work on quadrant two intentionally every single day. Quadrant one and quadrant three work on you. Okay, so it's all about, you know, stealing time from you. They work on you. In quadrant two, I work on life. To be able to say yes to important quadrant two priorities, you have to learn to say no. Who wants to a, a starting point to saying no today? And to what we say no? Who else do I bring to the table? My astronaut, Marie-Pierre Tetron. Take it away, Marie-Pierre. <laughs> Okay, so before I start with the, the, the helpful, helpful belief, I have helpful tips and how you can effectively say no. But before that, I want to make sure that everyone shared the podcast this morning. So if you are on Podbean, you want to share because it's almost the, the end of the month. So we'll do the draw for the conditioning program. So the more hearts you have, the more chance you have in the draw. So make sure to uh, share the podcast every morning and on the Facebook Live, make sure to share the live because we want to build a thousand millionaire and it will be with your help to build that big community that always level up every day. So thank you for sharing. Oh, I have to press the heart. <laughs> now we can go. Yeah, you're not highlighted on Facebook. It's always my face. Really? Yeah. Because you do too much noise. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe it's that <laughs> you're doing so much noise this morning <laughs> with everything. <laughs> okay, so let's go in the subject of today. So yes, I found some helpful beliefs to help you say no, helpful tips and how you can effectively say no. So let's start with those beliefs that we want. So consider this belief if you've noticed that you experience guilt from declining requests. So by saying no, I'm not declining the request or not reject rejecting the person. When I say yes to one thing, I'm actually saying no to something else. I have the right to share my opinion even if they differ from others. The other person is unlikely to take it badly and they will most likely understand. And if people have the right to request, I have the right to decline. So those beliefs can help you uh, starting to say no. If you need tips, just be direct. Don't apologize and give all sorts of reasons. Don't lie. You don't want the guilt. <laughs> be polite and practice saying no. So now, how you can effectively say no? So there's five ways you can uh, say no. So the first one is just say it. 
just say no. So don't beat around the bush of or offer weak excuses. Uh, just this only provides an opening for the other person. So don't delay or stall either. So just say it no. Number two, be assertive and courteous. So you might say, I'm sorry, I can't right now, but we'll let you know when and if I can. So this approach is polite and puts you in a position of power by changing the dynamic. Another example is, I appreciate you're asking me for help, but I'm stretched too thin right now to devote the time to be the quality help to you. So that's two examples you can use. Number three is to put the question back on the other person. So let's say your boss is asking you to take on several tasks more than you can handle. You might say, I'm happy to do X, Y, Z. However, I will need three weeks rather than two to do a good job. So how would you like me to prioritize them? So yeah, put the question back to the person asking. Number four is to start with a compliment or gratitude. While you should be firm when saying no, you will also feel better if you're polite. So when letting someone down, soften the blow by starting with a compliment, express gratitude at having been asked or invited. So for example, I'm glad you feel comfortable asking me to watch Bella. <laughs> it means a lot knowing that you trust me with your dog because I know how much you care about her. <laughs> but I can. So that's uh, a way. And number five is to thank and, thank and encourage the person. So you want to leave things on a good note. You can be firm without being rude or aggressive. So thank the person for thinking of you and wish them good luck. And an example they give, you can also recommend someone else. So encourage the person. Thank you. I'm glad you uh, thought about me. I, I can't uh, do it, but I can recommend someone for you. So I encourage you to um, uh, uh, tell, uh, call this person that maybe will help you. So there's five ways that you can use it. So my favorite one is to just say, yes, I love it. I can't right now, but next week, yes, just come back to me. A lot of people don't come back. <laughs> so that's one way that I love using to say no. <laughs> And it's so important to learn to say no, Marie-Pierre. Otherwise, uh, life passes us by and you get frustrated because you're not where you want to be. So I know that Marie-Pierre also works for me and she has an incredible responsibility. In, in other words, she manages my, my, my brain and she manages my time. So you can imagine the, the responsibility this has. Now, can you imagine how you can get frustrated if everybody's taking away time and then it's one o'clock in the morning trying to complete your own work? Now, who's lived that before? I think we've all been through that before, where everybody comes before us, but our job, well, everybody's sleeping, we're trying to get our job finally done because we were unable to say no. 
Anyways, that being said, don't forget, we have six more weeks in the subject. Believe me, by the time I'm through with you guys, okay, you will master the art of staying in quadrant number two. This is my mission I have given myself for this chapter that's called <laughs> Put First Things First. I'm telling you, this is where our secret of success lies. So, it's important to be able to say no so you feel empowered while still maintaining your relationships with others. Wouldn't you agree? Okay. I need to be empowered and I need to maintain relationship, relationships. Saying no helps you establish you, helps you establish healthy boundaries and enables others to respect you. You know, once my sister said to me, I don't understand it. You know, the Italian side of us, nobody ever asks you for favors. I say, because they know I'm busy. They know I'm making life happen. So if you don't have your time organized, somebody else will organize your time. Right? Okay. So get on board with your end in mind. Know exactly what you want to accomplish. This is a conversation I was having with my sister, Patty, who has a very hard time saying no. It's not complicated. Putting first things first, quadrant two, important, not urgent. Quadrant two, important, not urgent. Rewrite it and rewrite it. This is where success lies. Means organizing and executing around your most important priorities. Well, remember, habit one and two, start with the end in mind, right? If this is not clear, what, what, is my, what are my priorities? Remember, for me, Maria, it's me, it's Mohammed, it's my children, it's my family, and my work. Now, I would have added community, Marie-Pierre, but I don't add community because I'm in, I'm in a multi-level marketing business. And I remember once my sister convinced me to volunteer at church for food baskets one Christmas um, year. And you know what? I had never done it and I, and I decided to go. But as I was doing that, I I realized I didn't know I didn't need to do that, Marika, because I am part of my multi-level marketing community. So in my business, I'm also very privileged to be part of a community that that time that I put there, I could have been coaching and mentoring other men and women at another level. So just understand that community for those like Laura, now you're one of our directors, your community is your business. So there's many different ways to be participating in the community. So this, these are my priorities. And for each one of them, I have a mission statement, habit number two. You have a mission statement. What's your mission for yourself? What's your mission for your you and your spouse? Like, what do you want at the end of our life, the world to say about you? about your, your marriage, about your children, about your work. So, And then comes in habit number three. And when I'm telling you now, stay within quadrant th two, important, not urgent, you're getting what I'm saying. You're going to understand. It is living and being driven by the principles you value most and not by the agendas of other people. Okay. If you get me on the Zoom, please raise your hands. You guys get me. Thank you. Otherwise, our entire life is driven by other people. 
our entire life. Habit three is the second creation of the physical creation. Remember, remember that's the second part. This habit is where habit one, be proactive. Remember habit one, if you're joining us for the very first time, look, I'm just going to wrap it up quickly. I have two circles in my hands. Those on Podbeam, you can't see my circles. I have a circle that's about six inches in diameter. That's my circle of concerns, things that I'm worried about, but I can't do anything about. I don't have power on the Afghan war that's going on right now. I'm concerned about it, but it gives me nothing to talk about it for hours and hours each day. Okay, I'm giving you an example. The new policies that are coming out in my company. I mean, I'm concerned about it, but there's nothing I can do. So it's very important. I always stay within my circle of influence that usually most of us, it's half the diameter of the circle of concern. So if my circle of concern, you visualize it six inches in diameter. My circle of influence generally is two inches in diameter. So habit number two says... You've got to stay within your circle of influence. Understanding, I can't do anything about this. Delete. I can't do anything about this. Delete. So all day long, I stay in my circle of influence. That's it. I can't do anything for the Afghan war. But what I can do is focus on you guys and help you achieve your next level. Habit number two, begin with the end in mind, are the mission statements. This is where it starts coming together. So if we want to actually make habit number three, which are all the, the habits one, two, and three based on private victories, I can't work on quadrant two unless I've clarified habits one and two. Laura, I'm always looking at my teacher. Does that make sense? Is everybody going to understand it? Good. We say yes or no to things daily, like each one of us. Every day, Marie-Pierre, you're going to have to say yes or no. A center of correct principles and a focus on our personal mission empowers us with wisdom to say yes and no to the proper things. So I'll give you an example. As a multi-level marketing uh I'm actually the CEO of my multi-level marketing. For me, I have a lot of weekly Zoom meetings, a lot of them. So I have Marie-Pierre. So Marie-Pierre, yes, she is one of our directors. Yes, she's my podcast associate with, with Jean-Philippe and Sabrina. But she also is my employee that I have hired so she can attend the weekly info information meetings that for me, it does not fit in quadrant two. Now, Marie-Pierre can do it because for her, it becomes a quadrant two. She's being paid for it. Do you understand where I'm going with this? Okay. So you, you hire somebody to do it. While, while today at two o'clock, I have a president's council. This one I attend because it's so important for me once a month to be part of the inner circle of my corporation, to be surrounded by the top 15 business leader companies in North America. I want to be part of what's coming up, okay? So this I will not delegate. For me, the inner circle, the president's council empowers me. It allows me to copy the right cap. And yes, I've determined it's in my quadrant two. Important, not urgent. 
Okay. And it's aligned with where I'm going. Okay. I'll give you another example. In quadrant one, you have cleaning the house. Okay. Quadrant one, clean, the house has to be cleaned. A clean house is a clean mind. Do not underestimate, you know, the value of having a clean surrounding. Okay. But can I have this delegated? And the answer is absolutely yes. So when you're beginning right now, understanding the quadrants, you can right now steal time if you want from quadrants three and four while you're trying to grasp how to hire the right help to liberate some of quadrant one. But that's what we're, we're going to work on. Once again, I repeat in the next six weeks. Okay. So effective time and life management, effective time and life management is to organize and execute around balanced priorities. Okay. So no, I don't have supper with my family every single night, but every Saturday night and every Sunday morning and every Sunday night, they're sacred. So no matter what happens, time, but the quality of time that matters. Most people say their most people say their main fault is a lack of discipline. Okay, guys, give it up. Give it up. I am not disciplined at all. It has nothing to do with discipline. Okay, because as long as you believe it's discipline, you're never gonna get it together. It is not discipline. The problem is that. The priorities aren't clear. <laughs> you clear your priorities, you'll be doing first things first. So stop it with the discipline thing because now you're going to end up doing this, right? Everything is checked off your to-do list. Operation was a success. Yes, I checked off my to-do list. But the patient died. There was nothing on your to-do list that was in within your your, your priorities, quadrant two. Well, congratulations, but the patient's dead. You haven't advanced towards your goals and your vision. Laura, my teacher, does it make sense? Like, I, like sometimes I'm not sure how it's coming out of my mouth because it's clear in my mind. I just want to get it to you. I want to I make sure you're getting it, okay? They have not yet internalized habit two, begin with the end in mind. So, I don't care if I didn't cross out anything on my to-do list. But if I did one thing in quadrant two, my day was a success. And this is where we have it wrong. It takes discipline to cross everything off the list. But it needs clear vision to do the right thing. Okay. And then you have the other type of people that are not crossing anything off the to-do list. And on top of that, they're busy, 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 busy. What are you doing? Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so, they're walking fast. They're walking fast. They're walking so fast, but they're not going anywhere. A little bit like running after their own tail, walking fast, going nowhere. Okay. So I don't want you to fall in those two. You might attempt to give priority to quadrant two, thinking it's self-discipline alone. But the truth is, without principle-centered um, focus and a personal mission statement. Again, I repeat, for you, your spouse, your children, family, work, community, you will not sustain your efforts forever. You will, you will, you will walk fast for the rest of your life going nowhere. 
oh, that was not ambiguous. I think that was pretty clear, okay? You are basically working on the leaves. Visualize a tree. You're basically working on the leaves. The, uh, that part of the tree that is behavior and discipline without even thinking to examine the roots, the natural paradigms from which their natural uh, attitudes and behaviors flow. So stop focusing on the leaves. What I always tell my directors, okay? You'll know the success of your meeting by the results that follow your meeting, okay? I know the success of my power hours or whatever by the results that come into August and what's going to happen in September. You can't possibly think you had a great meeting and people aren't meeting their numbers. Operation was a success. The meeting was phenomenal. People were excited, but nobody's making money. So I ask you, what is better? The meeting was like this, but everybody, everybody's making a shitload of money. I'd rather have an ordinary meeting that was on point with what they needed to do and everybody's making money. Do you agree with me? Okay. Don't be focused on being awesome. Be focused on them having awesome results. So quadrant two is important, not urgent. It's principle-based. If your priorities grow out of principle center, which are the virtues, and out of a personal mission statement, you will succeed everything you set out to do. So thank you for joining us. And I really, really hope you hang in there for the next six weeks because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, at the end of the six weeks, you will be so successful in your private part of your life that now you'll be, be able to be successful on the public platforms, which will be habits four, five, and six, all right? Thank you so much, guys. If you enjoyed, please share. And don't forget, don't forget to hit those heart buttons on Podbeam. What? what a baby I am. What a baby. Marie-Pierre, thank you so much. Guys, my English friends, thank you for joining us. Love you guys. Catch you on Monday. Ciao, everybody. Thank you.